Hello, Mario. Hello, Chris. How are you this uh, this beautiful day on the Nordlicht? As good as one can be. It's uh, sunshine, it's flat calm in Eisfjord. We are heading for Longyearbyen. It is it's kind of sad that this this expedition is coming to an end. It was especially on such a beautiful day. It's like, oh, I wish I we, we would be another week. Yeah, at least another week. At least with this weather, kind of weather. So, <laughs> we're standing here up on the bridge of the Nordlicht right next to Floris, Floris yes. de Waalt. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. My name is Floris de Waard. I'm the captain and owner of Nordlicht, together with Marielle van Twillet. She's my girlfriend, becoming wife. She's the ship's cook on board. And we had a very beautiful 11 days to see the nature around Spitsbergen. Uh, we saw a lot of uh, nature activity. One polar bear swimming around the ship, going offshore. Could uh, see him very clear, very close by. Could so, make some beautiful pictures. So you bought the Norderlicht. Um, tell us a bit about the Norderlicht. It's it was been built in Flensburg, Germany, in 1910. Yeah, that is correct. It's been built in, in uh, Flensburg. Um, served as a light vessel, lighthouse vessel, and um, pilot station in the Flensburger Fjord. So that is in the Baltic Sea on the border from Germany and Denmark. And then it, I think, was a fire ship at one time, and it, it, has, it, had a, it has an interesting history, lots going on there. Yes, that is correct. Uh, so it has been a lighthouse vessel and a pilot station until uh, after the Second World War. After that, uh, she's been sold to a German uh, Marinenkameradschaft, like a German uh, old uh, Navy friends and served as a bar for many years. In 1991, 1992, two Dutch people in Holland saw, uh, bought a ship from, uh, from that uh, marine kameradschaft in Germany, Kiel, and took her up to Holland. And then made out of the old rusty ship that it was left of, this uh, two-masted schooner sailing uh, in the northern uh, northern part of the Atlantic, between uh, Azoren, Canaries, uh, Canaries, in the winter time, also in northern part of Norway, Lofoten, Ofoten, Vesterale, and in the summer times, it's been uh, serving uh, as a charter vessel up in these waters of Spitsbergen. So, but uh, also, I mean, this, this vessel is also famous for being the hotel in the ice up here in Spitsbergen, isn't it? Can you tell us a, more about it? This is a weird story. Yeah, they uh, served for nine years in the Temple Fjord. It's just, you know, if you have a look at now, you can see some mountains up in front. We have Longyearbyen right in front of us. And if you look a little bit to the left side, to the port side of the ship, you see Temple Fjord, and that's where she laid for nine winters. So in For, winter they let her freeze in on in the fjord. Yes, that is correct. So from uh, starting from end of December, January, up until middle of May, uh, she was uh, iced in in the Temple Fjord as a base for uh, people who would like to have an excursion towards Temple Fjord and could have a drink, cup of coffee or sleepover on Nordlicht. So it was a restaurant and hotel. Yeah, and uh, this means that uh, she's uh, very sturdy and very ice-reinforced that she is uh, made for going to the ice, isn't it? Yeah, she has a very thick uh, ice-plated hull. She's not an icebreaker, but uh, she is uh, constructed for ice 
We, we did in the last 10 days, we pushed quite a bit of ice to the side with it and, and even broke a little bit of ice. Yeah, that is correct, but it was uh, open drift ice. It was uh, very easy to go through. It was uh, like 10, 15 centimeters maximum thick. So it was, uh, just to say, it's not an icebreaker, but we can shift the ice from A to B if there is an opening. Okay. Yeah, and uh, like uh, the Nordlicht also has uh, the sails, so we're not just uh, we're not just going with the uh, with the engine with you, the main you, engine. You we can, can hear it in the background, yeah. the diesel running right now. But we have had the sails up. Uh, what what's the sail? Well, first of all, let's just set the scene here because people are wondering what does this thing look like? Uh, how big is the ship? How long? How wide? How deep? How I don't know what the measurements are for a ship. Yeah, the Nordlicht is 46 meters long overall, including the bowsprit. She's 32 meters air draft, so uh, the mast height maximum is uh, 32 meters from the waterline. The draft of the ship is 3.2 meters. She has a diesel engine Caterpillar 343 diesel. It's around uh, 380 horsepower. But the uh, sailing is of course also uh, a possibility here on board. Um, it has, I think, seven sails in total. Yeah, that's correct. We have seven sails in total. Up a maximum of 580 square meters of sails. Wow. Yeah, and it's uh, it's two uh, main sails with the uh, with a peak, uh, and then uh, three um, three jibs, and uh, then it has the top sails. I suppose that's what they're called, isn't and, it? And on the inside, there are ten passenger cabins, and um, pretty much all the comfort you would like. Yeah, it is a quite basic ship, of course. It is. Uh, it is built for the Arctic exploring, so it is not built for luxurious. We have 10, 10 cabins for two persons each. We have uh, five toilets for shower facilities. Uh, we share hot, it all Hot together. water, cold water, electricity hot. in the cabins, like 220 volts, so charging batteries. It's, it's like, it's like a, a little living room there yeah. for yeah. everyone. I think that actually uh, one of the uh, big advantages of this ship is that it has a, a deck house where the saloon is. Where you have the windows all around, and you can look around while sitting inside and uh, in enjoying warm. a drink in, in the, the warm. warm. Yeah. That's really important to mention. We are here in the Arctic, but inside it's nice and cozy, like at home. And uh, same with the cabins. It's yeah, it's uh, really nice. There is lots of wood uh, around. The light is uh, very pleasant. And There's a large library and uh, and a bar. And do not downplay the comfort of this ship because. The food on deck, on board, was just from a different planet. So, Marielle is is a is a. I I think she she can. She, she's a wizard. Yeah, let's put it that way. She's uh, a well, wizard. If you look at the at the galley, the the kitchen, uh, I would say that the floor is about one and a half square meter, but it's uh, very packed with all sorts of equipment and especially. Uh, the personnel that is working in there. It's Marielle that is uh, designing the meals and the cooking the meals and uh, the rest of the crew is uh, helping with serving and preparing. Um, Doug was, uh, Dan was actually uh, preparing dessert for a couple of times himself and uh, it's uh, first quality food. Yeah, I'm, I was blown away. We had, we had uh, a couple of passengers who didn't know what to expect and they well, they did expect uh, boiled fish every day and that was it. So they brought a whole bunch of nuts and granola bars and things yeah, just to be granolas. to be on the safe side. <laughs> and uh, they have tried to, to get rid of them here among the other passengers. 
Uh, so that was, that was fine. They uh, didn't need to have the extra provisions. So, so Floris, you yeah. you you and Marielle bought this ship uh, early this year in 2017 in January. Yeah. Um, what makes you do something like that? Yeah, we're a little bit stupid to buy a ship like this. <laughs> um, no, you're not. <laughs> no, we're uh, Marielle and I have been both. Uh, grown up on uh, similar ships like this, uh, sailing so on. Both uh, come from from uh, seafaring fa families. Pretty yeah, much. that is correct, and uh, that's why uh, we have done this uh, work for many years already, and we're quite young. Marielle has become 30 this week, and uh, I am 36. Um, so, uh, because uh, we've done this so many years already, we know everything about sailing with guests and sailing ships and the techniques and how to handle the passengers in a correct way. That's why we thought, well, we're not going to work longer for any other owner. You want to be your own boss. We want to be our own boss and own decisions uh, to make. And you've done exactly that. So uh, I can confirm, and I'm pretty sure Mario can confirm as well, that we have been in the best possible hands here. Uh, so, you. so you are uh, at this point sailing for Oceanwide Expeditions. Yes, it is correct. Uh, Oceanwide Expeditions, uh, the ship has been sailing for the last uh, 13 years for Oceanwide Expeditions. Uh, before this it was uh, called SNP. And Oceanwide gives, uh, it gives, gives me a contract to sail for a few years for them, uh, to travel around with uh, passengers, that they gave me uh, the opportunity to let uh, Spitsbergen have a look at. So Spitsbergen is, is pretty much where the Northern Lift is at home right now. Yeah. And this is also where you want to keep uh, sailing with it. Correct. Uh, this uh, I will be continuing just what the former owners did. Sailing on Spitsbergen and I will uh, continue just uh, the, almost the same particular way as they did. But uh, you also have activities in the winter, don't you? Yeah, that's, that's the amazing thing. So up here we have a four month long darkness winter pretty much. Um, and you said that you sail pretty much most of it. Yeah, that's correct. I, uh, I'm sailing uh, in the summer times and the spring times in uh, Svalbard, in Spitsbergen. And end of October we set sail towards Tromsø, that's in the northern part of Norway. And we do their whale safari trips and ski trips uh, from Tromsø a week or eight days and then back in Tromsø again. And there are some really beautiful surroundings, islands called Senja, Sommerøy, Husøy and uh, there's a lot of orca, humpback whale and uh, sperm whale activity. And if the sky is open probably every night you have the northern lights almost. Yeah that's really terrific, that's phenomenal uh, northern light if you if you have a bright clear sky in the daytime and the sky is breaking up in the evening you've got like a 99% sure of uh, seeing the northern light phenomenon and uh, it's amazing. Norderlicht in the Norderlicht on the sea and Norderlicht in the sky. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's amazing. Yeah. There is uh, there is uh, something I think you mentioned it. It's a uh, ski and sail. Like uh, what is, what is this ski and sail thing? Yeah, I uh, the last 3 weeks before this trip uh, we did some ski and sail trips in uh, Spitsbergen and I was not uh, knowing what it what it would be uh, what it would be like or yeah, what, what it, it would meant. be like or what it meant so um, it is like this we've got 20 passengers on board with three expedition leaders uh, there's expedition leaders lead three groups skiing so for a, a lighter class a middle class and a 
high class of profi skiers. So and we are, we are talking randonnée, so climbing up the yeah, mountains climbing up the and mountains coming down. Telemark or randonnée. Oh, no ski lifts here? No ski lifts here. <laughs> so they have a, like a fur underneath the skis and they walk like one and a half or two and a half hours up a, up a mountain. When they are there, they divided the groups into three groups. Yeah. And they come then down, coming down in like 45 minutes skiing and they come on board. We make some fresh coffee, soup, Amazing. Uh, a little bit of bread so they can uh, recharge again. And sometimes we do a second time, a second run at the evening. So you, yeah. you pretty much uh, sail the yeah. ship into different fjords where that is possible. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fantastic. So you take uh, the ship in front of these pristine mountains where nobody has gone before. So there are no tracks and uh, you land the people uh, with the zodiac, with the skis, they put their skins on, the seal skins <laughs> on, and they climb up the mountain and then you they mean the choose seal skins to come on down. The skis. Yeah, these are called seal skins. Once upon a time, okay. it was seals, uh, seal oh. skins that I have. I actually have some that my grandfather we used to have that are made out of seal. Oh, and it, it makes nowadays, the, skis, the so, skis now slip backwards. Yeah, so. the hair is pointing backwards in the ski, so you can slide easily forward, but it doesn't go back. And um, and then the uh, the run can it also be made not only to the same place where one went up, but uh, the ship can also move. You said to the other yeah. to another oh, fjord to the other to the other side of of the, of the fjord to the other side of the mountain. So the people can choose when they when they go up. They can also choose where they want to be picked up, and that's a fa fantastic so they can thing. So ski on to the other side, and uh, Nordlicht will be there waiting for them. Yes. Yeah. Cool. But it is terrific because no man, no man has ever skied here before. So people are just in the pure nature, but also with the danger luring at the off. And that's why we have three professional expedition leaders always that control those groups. Not only the skiing, but also the protection of the people uh, in this from from uh, cold polar bear activities. Looking very good that there is no tracks or old marks. Uh, so the people can be safely skiing and safely back on board again. And, and there is also like uh, one of the big things that you're saying that uh, it's uh, pristine mountains that are not uh, being explored before. So the guides also have to be really experts in uh, gauging the uh, the danger from avalanches exactly. and the crevasses on the uh, on the on the glaciers. And yeah. this is actually it's it's not for just about anybody. And this is why we have professionals uh, guides. Yeah. That, uh, take people I, I think what one thing that I think is, is not clear to everyone and wasn't clear to me until I was up in the Arctic uh, the first time around Greenland is that a lot of these waters are uncharted, which means you have, I mean, in, in days of Google Earth and satellite images, you would think that, oh, no, it's always clear. But but um, I've now several times heard that, oh, no, we can't really go there because we do not know how deep the water is there. So the waters, I mean, you might have a map, but that doesn't really tell you how dangerous the waters are. So, yeah, so that uh, requires an, exp an a really experienced captain. And, uh, and actually, this is the, uh, the glaciers, uh, the glacier front has retreated by kilometers since, uh, for example, the 60s. Like today, we had a, a glacier where it has retreated two kilometers since the 60s. And uh, all these uh, waters that the glaciers have left uh, open are totally uncharted. There can be rocks and there can be uh, other dangers lurking in, in there. So uh, it is something we will talk about uh, climate change at some point. Oh, we will. But, yes. Uh, this is a, a place where climate change is very, very visible. All right. So, uh, what are your future plans for the Nordlicht? 
our future plan is uh, to stay in uh, the waters of northern northern part of Norway for those whale watching uh, safaris. So you, you like doing those? Yes, and I will also stay in the Spitsbergen at least for the next five years. Spitsbergen slash Svalbard. Where yeah, Svalbard. It's, it's really known, known by these two names. <laughs> yeah, of course uh, the official name is Spitsbergen. It's uh, discovered by uh, Dutch people. Uh-huh. And uh, Svalbard Since is the uh, Dutch captain. No, 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 no it is. And um, the Norwegian authority um, authorized the, the, the in and outs of ships and uh, the, the preserved the, the natural beauty of this uh, beautiful island. Um, but every Norwegian would like to call also the, the place names a little bit on the Norwegian side, so that's why they choose for Svalbard. Okay. Yes, in uh, in uh, in on the Norwegian charts, uh, the archipelago is called Svalbard, and uh, the island, uh, the main, the biggest island, is called uh, Spitsbergen. So they have retained also this uh, this yeah. name. And, and if uh, you ask Germans, Svalbard won't say anything to them. No, they go by Spitsbergen. I, yeah. And I think that for most people in the world, uh, yeah. the the original name was uh, was Spitsbergen. Yeah. Anyway, I think that is a good conclusion to the episode. Floris, thank you so much for keeping us safe out here and uh, making this a really memorable tour. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Uh, I hopefully you. to see you uh, one day back on the ship. I think again. that will be hard to avoid. I want, we want to come back for sure. <laughs> yes, uh, surely we'll come back. Thank All you right. very much. Thank you very much. Let's conclude this and hope you will be back next time. Bye bye. Bye bye, Uncle Mayotte.